1: Uh, yeah, some good news, uh, much welcomed news, I think, um among beef producers in this part of the world, not just Alberta, but right across our country, in fact. We've talked a lot about the high cost of beef. We've all seen that, right? Um, when we go to the grocery store, I mean, whew, it, it's not cheap. And we've also talked about how the fact that we're paying a lot more for beef doesn't mean that beef producers are making any more money. In fact, they're having just as difficult a time as we are probably more so. I mean, it's their livelihood that we're talking about here. It hasn't meant more money for them. They've faced some really, really tough times over the past several years. The drought, uh, especially in our province, the southern part of our province, has been brutal, really, really hard. And, you know, you talk about overall reductions in the national herd, and it's in the magnitude of about 20% by some estimates. Uh, it's big. It's really, really big. But some good news, as I said, from the federal government today. So let's find out exactly what happened. Uh, we're joined by Jason Hale, who is vice chair of the Alberta Beef Producers, ranches near uh, Bassano, Alberta. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks, Shay for uh, for having me on. So this program that we're talking about here is basically a, an opportunity for ranchers and producers to defer the tax from this year if they were forced to sell, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: How does it work? I mean, is it is it based on the year, like, I mean, tax year? So is it is it cattle you would have sold last year, you can defer this? I mean, how does it work in terms of those details?
0: Yeah, so last year through the drought, uh, many producers had to, had to decrease the size of their herd because of, you know, no grass and the high cost of, of feed. So, yeah, if, if you sell, I believe it's less than 30% of your, your uh, or less than 15% of your herd, um, it's a, a 30% income from those net sales can be deferred. And if it's over 30%, 90% of, the, of that income can be deferred. Um, you know, some 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 producers had to had to sell more than others.
1: So, obviously, so the tax is deferred. That's great. You, you get to keep a little bit more of the money that you earn by selling off the cattle in your pocket, um, and then you can offset that deferral, right? If you replace some of the so- stock that you sold, that can go against the tax that you still owe. Do I have that right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Um, you know, the,
0: I think that the whole premise of this program is to is to allow producers to carry some of that money forward so they can replenish their herd restock their their inventory um in the, in the coming year now it's this is you know it's a last resort um it, it my feeling yeah. you know many of our producers you spend years and years and years building up your herd, getting those genetics you want, uh, you know, buying the right cows, keeping, keeping your replacement heifers, buying, you know, certain genetics and bulls. You know, it's, it's devastating when you have to turn around and sell part of your, your herd that you've spent years and years building. Um, but this is, you know, it's, it's something that's going to help definitely help producers
1: yeah i mean how big of a difference will it make obviously anytime you can keep some of that money in your pocket it's going to help right well sure if
0: you know if you don't have to give it back to the government and you can keep it in your pocket and and use it to to build your herd um you know the next year or um yeah it's it's definitely going to help if if we have it you know it's 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 money in the bank rather than than having to pay it in taxes
1: which is always a good thing. Now where are we in terms of how producers are doing in Alberta? I know I mean like you say the drought in some parts of the province it's not it's not a one year or a two year we're we're pushing coming close to 10 years in some of these places. It's just been awful. How are we doing? I know we had a lot of rain earlier this year. What's the state of cattle ranching in Alberta right now?
0: Well, it's better than last year. Okay. Last year was with such a you know widespread drought. Uh, this year, you know, some areas received some some rain in in June uh you know when we were when we were going into uh into spring and you know most of the producers many of them had to uh you know it, there was no feed left right and you know we're we're very good um stewards of the environment you know we like to carry over grass you know you don't want to eat your your native prairie right down or you know, your pastures. You want to keep some of that that grass for carryover. It's uh you know, there wasn't any last year after after that that massive drought. And in those areas you talked about that are, you know, eight, ten years yeah. of drought, you know, they're really really scrambling and, and trying to to run their operations, you know, the most efficiently way they can because they, they're so short. Um so you know we saw some good rains in the spring, um, but, it, you know, a drought isn't over in a year. It right. takes years to build that reserve back up in your pastures.
1: So, I mean, this obviously is a short-term measure, uh, one that will come in and help, but long-term going forward, I know there's some talk about, you know, maybe bringing in a program similar to crop insurance for, for grain farmers and things like that. What would you like to see? Where do we need, what do we need to do to make sure that it's a little less um, volatile for you guys well, out on the ranch? That, Yeah, that's the tough part.
0: You know, there are programs, um, you know, the ag recovery program that kicked in last year that that paid you so much ahead uh, to try to help offset some of those uh, huge costs. Um, You know, part of our issue, uh, which puts us at a disadvantage with the, the U.S., is they have a number of programs that automatically kick in. And we'd like to see something like that up, up here in Canada and Alberta. Um, you know, a drought, we, we had to, you know, lobby the government provincially. CCA lobbied them federally, you know, to get these programs in place to, to give us some sort of support. Right. Where in the U.S., it's automatic. So last year when the drought, um, hit and, and it was the feed cost, the price of hay skyrocketed. Well, the, our neighbors to the south, they had, already programs in place that allowed them to come up and purchase purchase hay from you know alberta and and parts of saskatchewan where you know they had access to that money quickly where it took us you know into the early fall um and into the winter to, to access some of that fund so we need something that's that's a little bit quicker um you know the our provincial government they were very quick um you know, as, you know as well as, as I do that governments don't work that fast. No, they the don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they You know, they they were they were they were quick. Uh, so you know, so that was good. But yeah, we just have to come up with some some sort of programs. And ABP, you know, we're working with our provincial governments, like I said, and CCA is working with the federal government to try to come up with some sort of program that uh, when there is a uh, you know devastating uh, circumstances in our industry that that we can we, we don't have to take so much time yeah. we can we can be more competitive in the market
1: gives you a little more stability and certainty makes yeah. perfect sense yeah. yeah okay jason thank you so much for your time appreciate you joining us